Robert Whitehead, born September 23, 1950, in Johannesburg. Robert went to a school, St. Martin's uh, School in Jersey, and studied at the drama studio in London in the 70s. He grew up with his sister. His father passed away when he was still young, and when he was 16, his mother remarried, uh, and he inherited two stepbrothers. Before he went into acting, he studied furniture and textile design in London. He was there for six years, uh, from 1970. He always had a passion for the arts, but felt that he needed to back up just in case acting didn't wake up, or didn't work out. In fact, that's why he's going to make us some uh, couches straight after this interview. Peter Turin gave him his first important role in Simon Gray's Otherwise Engaged, followed by Getting Away with Murder. He won the RT's award for playing twin brothers uh, in Ring Around the Moon. And after that, he then spent some time in the USA, where he worked with Charles Ludlum's ridiculous theatrical company in New York City. He spent some time in Southwest Africa filming Morenga, a major German TV series. The market theater could be considered Robert's stage home. He has appeared in countless productions on that stage since the very start of his career. He was nominated for Best Director for his production of uh, John Orton's Loot for the Little Abbey Theatre. He became a household face when he took on the role of the nefarious Barker Haynes in the highly rated series Isidingo. He was part of the show for, what, 15, 20 years? Yes, it's 15 tops, no, nearly 15. Leaving in 2017 and winning yeah. many awards for his portrayal of the cutthroat businessman. Robert is a committed bachelor. A bachelor? Bachelor. A bachelor, yes, yes sir. I'm a committed bachelor. How are you doing, sir? I'm, I'm doing very well, but I'm not talking. I don't feel like talking anymore. How? So, <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like Radio is the ideal yes, sir. vehicle, the wireless, to be quiet on. So I'm being quiet. <laughs> what are some of your radio memories growing up as a kid? Was radio a part of your life? Oh, it's always very much. Well, we didn't have TV until yes. 1970. What, what? And then Six, seven, yes. They used to watch the, the stripes on the TV. The test pattern. The test pattern. Yes, sir. Very well done. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> but before then, it was the wireless. What, what so are your what, what are your wireless mem memories? Springbok radio, mainly, yes, mainly Springbok radio. Um, and that was, I mean, when I was very little, there was, I think it was called, there was Mark Saxon. These are serials, Captain Silver. Yes. Oh, radio and, dramas. Yes, radio yes. dramas in the evening serials. Yeah, wasn't there uh, cop cars or something? What is it called? Yes, squad cars. Squad cars. They yes, prowl yes, the yes. empty streets yes. at night. <laughs> All that. Yeah, yeah. When, for instance, you were listening to radio dramas in your mind, in your imagination as a little boy, was it even an option that one day you would be? part of people's lives at that level no no not 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 as a kid and i never um i didn't have any this is why i don't feel like talking um any desire yes until now <laughs> to be on the wireless no i didn't dream of being on the, i didn't dream of being a dj or a uh, what about a radio person yeah what about as a I performer wanted, i wanted to perform yeah. yes i wanted to um how old were you when your dad passed away no, that you see, because you, all, all, everything you read to the people is all rubbish. Yes, sir. Of course. Let's fix it. Um, 
no, I was 16 when my dad died. Okay. All right. So, uh, you said something about something happened. No, yeah, I was I was already, I was about 20, 20 when my mother remarried. Yeah. Tell us about your dad. Bob Whitehead. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was a businessman mm. in Joburg. Yeah. Uh, he'd had a, he had a, a bad leg, his one leg, his left leg was quite, it was shorter than the other. He didn't use a stick or mm. anything because he'd had a, an accident, a, a riding accident as a boy because they used to ride horses to school. Yes, as one does. As one does. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> I'm sure there are many people now. On a, on a horse to school, yeah. And um, so they they operated and all the rest of it. But, I mean, you, you know, this was fairly primitive. So. But he couldn't go, what, what I'm saying is he couldn't go to war. Yes. And um, so everybody so, else went to the Second World War, all yeah. his mates. And, mm. and so he just stayed in Joburg and got rich. At your expense, yes. I suppose your father's expense, your sure. grandpa's expense. Yes, sir. Yeah. You were born and raised Joburg. Yeah. But they still shipped you off to boarding school in Joburg. Well, that was the rule. Yes. Which I think is an extremely good one. We put up with you and all your nonsense yes. until you're 12 years old. Then we ship Once you, you off. Turn, then you go to boarding school. Even I knew, I had my sister, and I, I had friends who were at boarding school across the road from their house. They went to it off. Yes. Boarding school, where you learn to take care of yourself, uh, cheat, lie, all the other things boarding yes. teachers so very well. And make your how bed. To, how to yeah make your bed and make your way in the world and all that sort of stuff. And I honestly, I used to, at the end of the school holiday, I loved going home and, 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 and all the rest of it, but I thought if I have to sit, out, sit through another family dinner with a squabble <laughs> going on around the bloody table, I'm going to lose my mind. Take me back to school now. Yes. It's 6.30. We are hanging out with Robert Whitehead, stage and screen legend. And uh, we have uh, an artiste. His name is Enoch M. Uh, busy with a portrait right now. Uh, and how's mm -hmm. the portrait coming along? Incredibly well. Enoch is always a fantastic pain. medium for radio, too. Yes, indeed. Silence and... and the visual art, absolutely, yes. absolutely. You see, we're multi. <laughs> what, what is it? Multivisual, not multi. Oh, I see. What's it called, man? What's the word? Can they see him on the on the in the outer space? We can see stratosphere. him on the webcam. Uh, uh, yes, you and, see. and then we'll post the picture. But uh, yes, Enoch M is also in the building right now. Time for Metro FM news headlines and your sports update with Mpolitsolonyani and Angie Kumalo. Please briefly take us back to your time in. England, before you came back. Before I became a thespian. Yes. Before I turned to thespianism. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was there in in the seventies. Yes. Yeah, I left when I was about twenty. And so, what was the plan when you left South Africa to for go England? to the uh, school to, yes. to study uh, textile and furnitures? Why textile Does and furnitures? Because I, that was the other thing that I liked. Ah. Interior design, yes, really. But yes. um, the basis of it was the study of textiles and, and furniture. 
If the I was, of if I was to give you everything you need, could you hook up a mean couch? Uh, no. Okay. I would send it to somebody to make <laughs> When you left South Africa at the time, do you remember what some of the headlines were oh, in the was, news? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't very good. Yes. This is the 70s. We still had the Ron Daily Mail. Yes, yes, yes. And um, the headlines were not happy. Mm. I mean, to backtrack a bit, my first political uh, awakening realization was Sharpville. Yes. Until that point in my childhood, I, well, just knew that this was a, like a, there was a, bad things happening mm. or uh, there was frightening people who yes. were in charge of the place and one mustn't go near them uh, mm. or anything really um, and then when Sharpville happened those pictures the front of those and it never well you know that was a particularly ba- bad one mm. but one just lived in this um, really repressive horrible and I couldn't wait to get out of here mm. But then you come back. What were you hoping to come back to when you came back, uh, what, 75, 76? I came back sort of, yeah, I was here 76 and 77. And that was the start of the market theater and everything. Yes. So I thought that uh, this is obviously important. Mm. It was important. Uh, and I felt sort of, well, obviously, the pond here is considerably smaller. Yeah. But I had been encouraged at drama school not to come back because it would be too easy. Ah. I must stay there and fight for my, to be old Vic in Shakespeare or whatever. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and so that was with me for a long time, you know. But I went away again and I kept it kept nagging at me that... Yes. I could do something here, and it was important to be here. And I'm, it was amazing to live through the history. Sure. It, just, it was scary. But You come back 76. The market theater is going up. Soweto is burning. Burning, yeah, yeah. As the arts, more often than not, you guys expect it to reflect what's happening or to show a middle finger to the establishment. Yes. Mentally, where were you at that stage in terms of the work you want to do versus the work that has been presented to you? Well, I think you know what was in- interesting is it was such such as as I say repressive that even if you didn't do overtly political theatre, yes, one was doing a lot of things that were innately subversive, mm. um, like well, a play called Comedians. We had we all had to go into the theatre on. New Year's Day or yeah. you, the day after New Year's Day and perform it strictly for the Board of Censors ah. so they could cut it. For real? Because we had been canned, yeah. Wow. So there was lots of censorship uh, in theatre. That wasn't the only production I'd done. Mm. And uh, yeah, it was it, wasn't, it was horrible, really. I didn't like it here very much mm. at all. Mm. When I came back in the 80s, it was different because I decided actually that I needed to come back yes. and be here and do it. And one did it. But one also then lived through the terribleness of the 80s. Mm. So, so, during that time, 
um, especially in the 70s, it must have been a an extremely difficult time, not just um, as just an ordinary citizen, a South African citizen, but also as an actor, where you find yourself being in a situation where there's segregation um, um, and, and you are not a part of it and you are not... Um, saying yes to it or agreeing to it but you you are forced by the law to do certain things how yeah. what, what was going on in your mind at the time yeah. where blacks were not allowed to be in certain areas or in certain theaters and and so forth and so on yeah i mean that was the importance of the market was the the establishment of a non-racial venue you yes. mean the market theater yeah yes. the market yeah. theater yeah um the others tended to be unless there was particular permission because of um, they were strictly segregated casts one did white plays and that was that mm. this bil- this is a, uh, we're sitting in a, what was a white building mm. there, I mean there were studios downstairs but it was yes. essentially in fact the canteens was in fact there was, the, a, the bla- canteen, there was black a black canteen there was oh, a white yeah, canteen yeah yeah everything wow. everything was segregated yes. every 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 single thing was segregated. Every building, every entrance, every exit, every wherever you went. Six forty nine. This is famous Fresh Fridays on Metro FM. We're hanging out with thespian actor legend Robert Whitehead, also known as Barker Haynes. Now, dealing with the censorship board, for instance, dealing with a government that sometimes would say you're starting trouble now. Yeah. <laughs> You, oh, sorry, I can't say Yes, word, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Take us through some of those moments where you know the right thing to do is this, but the censorship board says, no, but you're not allowed to say this. Well, we had to then um, fight an outright banning. Yes. And then we were given a list, um, with the management, the producers, we were given a list of what... Uh, could be said what had to be cut yes. what swear words what blasphemies what idea expressed in a sentence or whatever had to be cut and then we said yeah then then we could reopen the show so we reopened the show and then it all bled back in again mm. this was the only way to do it and hope that there wasn't any because they had spies everywhere so were you ever threatened with jail time did you ever spend time in jail no no No. as i say to everybody because nobody knows anyway that i have done absolutely nothing for the struggle nor have i helped anybody do anything in my whole life and they can believe that if they want to absolutely we're hanging out with robert whitehead metro fm is where you're at Rich the Kid on Metro FM. This is Splashing. It's 6.54. We're hanging out with thespian actor, legend, villain of villains. Villain of villains. The most villainous of the villains. villains Robert Whitehead is in the building. A lot of people talk about the fact that you're always in all-star tackies. How how many pairs do you own? I actually don't own many, but I just wear them all the time. So we actually talk I mean, about these, this pair. These are falling off my foot. This, yes, this one. Yeah, I told him not it's to wash it. Broken. Ever. I, yeah, it's white because they keep washing it uh, mm. at home. Yes, because nobody but a uh, 
home believes that a broken shoe is a is a shameful thing, but not an all star. Mm. Nor they mustn't be cleaned. You're right. I told him not to ever wash it again. It's got to be dirty. The the character is in how far you've walked in them. It's the story behind it. And I I, I even explained to him that your family, is they don't see the artistic and creative side of things. Mm. Where, like, when it gets dirty, it tells a story. How how many miles you've walked, your journey. You know, let's get deeper about it. Confuse them, actually. Yes, how you much must co- you danced. You, you, must get, you must have depth. Confuse them. Tell them about Stanislavski and... and Kroos, what's this other... Uh, that club in Alex that I uh, Yes, what, uh, what, yes. the Ayep Yep. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> he says... <laughs> he's got an imaginary club in Alex. Yeah, it's called the Rubbish Boys Disco. Yes. So I go there. Now, Robert... So stage happens yes. and the market happens and you you know you become a household name uh, when it comes to all things stage. Yeah. And then Isidingo happens. How did that happen? That happened really quickly. Um they had to create a new story, they had to create a new family, they had to create a new vibe because they've been running for I was, I was about to say, five years in. Five th- years th- in. There was no Haynes family. There was no Haynes family, and that's when they decided, when Gray Hoffman and the other uh, creative team yes. decided that they had to create a family that could bring characters out of Horizon Deep into the big city uh, and yes. backwards and forwards and sure. all the rest of it. And Why did you agree to do it? <clears throat> because I was, at that time, um, I'd packing a cardboard box with my few treasures uh, and putting the lead on my dog and about to go and live under the Empire Road flyover. Are you serious? Yes, I took a blanket. Was it that bad? It was not so fantastic. Why? I had a very busy night. It just had stopped being fantastic. Wow. And I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't doing any big television shows. And in fact... I one knew by then that unless you were on a TV show, you were going to have a hard time of it. Yes, freelancing. Sure. Um, and I knew virtually everybody in Isidenga, mm. and it was the only show that I would have wanted to be part of. So oh, I was yes. very jealous. So when I was offered it, I grabbed it. And my agent said, "What about your film career?" I yeah. said, "What about my film career?" Say yes. So it was a, like a very easy interview. Yes, I had a meeting with them, um, and it was kind of reversed because we were going to shoot in a week's time. Yes, so yes, yes. I auditioned them, which was very nice for a change. Never happened before or since. Is being a villain very easy, or do you have to dig deep to be a villain? You do have to dig deep to be a villain to keep him interesting. It's yeah. easy to just to be a a nice guy. A comic. Yeah. Uh, we're like, no. Now, of course, the movies, the movie houses are full of Marvel comics. It's not easy to do. But um, just to be a cardboard, one-dimensional villain, villain, that's yes. easy enough if you can do villain acting. But you've got to keep him, you've got to keep the villain human. You've got to keep the person vulnerable. Yes. You've got to find out why he's so vengeful, so nasty. 
In fact, speaking of vulnerable, uh, Nompilo in Brakpan says, I have always loved to hate Barker Haynes. My best moment of you was when you were grieving the loss of your daughter, Lee, on the show and in real life. This was probably the best acting for me. And you, Barker, are one of the best actors in South Africa. I thoroughly enjoyed your work. I thoroughly enjoy your work. Please keep it up. Thank you very much. That's groovy, man. You literally had to act and not act the loss of a daughter. It was terrible. It was terrible. And it never became the same. It was never for the same for me, really, after yes. that. Because the tragedy and suddenness of her death, Ashley. Ashley uh, Kelly, actress, yes. Uh, who I was really close to. And we worked so marvellously well together. Uh, then we, we did her funeral and her memorial and everything in real life. But then we had to... Well, the writers were frantically trying to cook up what had happened to the character oh, yes. and how she had died. And so we were never able to mourn properly. Mm. We had to go on and on and on and on. Did you allow Barker's mourning to be your mourning? Well, yes, yeah. I couldn't help it. So yes. That was the deal. So I'm very appreciative of her. Um, this lady's mm. comments now because it was it was hard not to do it. Yes. Do you wear Barker Haynes <laughs> every day, or are you the type of actor that when they say cut, Barker Haynes stays behind? Um, I always like to think that uh, Barker Haynes stays behind, but they never really do. Mm. Do they? I don't know. You, you tell us. You tell I us. I'm, saying, no, no. I'm just sitting here saying, well, I'm sick of this and I'm going home now. I, I don't, I'm not interested anymore. You're stuck, you're stuck with us for two hours. No, no, no. Well, I am. Not Barker. You see, so Barker, well, not really. I've no. tried not to be like that. I mean, how can, you can't do that for years. The question is, is he smarter than a primary school kid? If your little one is keen to play against uh, Uncle Robert, please call us. 089-110-3377. Awards. Good morning. Is it Ori Fimeti? Yes, it is. How are you, Ori Fimeti? I'm good, and you? We are good. Thank you for asking. How old are you? I'm 12. Okay, we are ready to play. Uncle Robert is in the building, or Uncle Barker is in the building. What's your first question, okay. please? The more you take, the more you leave. What am, the more you leave behind, what am I? The more you take, the more you leave behind. Mm. What am I? Um, you're a corporate executive. <laughs> <laughs> you're an ESCOM board member from yes. five years ago. <laughs> no, but um, uh, is it an animal? No, it's not an animal. Shoes. <laughs> no. What is the answer, Orfimiti? Um, footsteps. Footsteps. Oh, footsteps. footsteps. You, See, you were I there. Was nearly there. Mm. You were there. You were in the right vicinity. The more vicinity. you take, the more you, you leave, leave behind. behind. I'll think food. You're clever. Food. When are you going food, to boarding yes. school, As darling? How's it the more the food? Food. food. The more you eat, what? the more you leave behind. What if What's your next good. question? What comes once in a minute, twice in a moment, but never in a thousand years? 
Um, your corporate executive. (laughs) 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 Once in a minute. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Twice in a moment. Mm, I know it. It has to be a letter. I'm trying to figure out. It's the letter M. Yes. Yes. That's why I was like, it has to be a letter. Once in a minute. Yes. Minute. Twice in a moment. And never in a million years. Million years. A thousand years. A thousand years. Oh, not Mm. a million years. Um, What's your final question, Mr. Femezi? What belongs to you, but other people use it more than you? Ah, we know this one. Your ex. What belongs to you? (laughs) Your ex. Other people use it more than you. Oh, what belongs to me? But other people use it more than you. I think um, um, I think it's a, a corporate executive. <laughs> <laughs> you it's your name. <laughs> it's your name. It's your oh, name. Oh, I yes. see. Yeah. <laughs> you said yeah. never. I haven't got, got one. I didn't you, even get one. No, you, you got, got s- nothing. You got nothing. Got you exactly got corporate executives. <laughs> <laughs> For losing, you get to spend a whole week with a corporate executive. Oh, great. Yes, indeed. No. What a famous, who do you want to say hello to? I want to say hello to my father, yes. friends, family, mother, and everyone else that I know. We love you very much and we thank you. you. So thank you. Oh, oh, we, we love, love you. you. Thanks for playing with us, okay? Welcome. Bye-bye, Ori Femezi. It's 16 minutes after 7, fresh breakfast on Metro FM. We're hanging out with Barker Haynes. Uh, Robert Whitehead is in the building as we get into famous Fresh Fridays. We'll take your calls. We'll check out your voice notes. Keep them coming. Uh, We'll play all of your voice notes after the mix with Kent. Famous Fresh Fridays hanging out with Stage Man, the one whom electrocuted Sarafina. Were you not the one? (laughs) Yeah. Tenth floor. We will not forget you for that. Tenth uh, floor. Make us numb, Nelson. Make <laughs> us numb. <laughs> <laughs> Actor Robert Whitehead is in the building. You might know him as Barker Haynes or as that evil man who uh, electrocuted Sarafina. Yeah. What does Sarafina mean to you at the time that you shot it? Well... I'd seen the stage production, of course. Yes. Um, which was absolutely marvellous. And I'd got to know Bongani and Lilette uh, and the other cast. Yes. And uh, I was amazed that I was actually casting it. But they wanted uh, Daryl Root, who directed Jan Bongani, they said, you... I saw them one evening at the, at the market in the yes. barn. They said, you playing the colonel. Why were you and surprised that they? Well, I was you? surprised. Well, you know, because uh, there were so many. Well, there was there were many many Afrikaans actors and indeed actresses in it. Yes, but uh, I was surprised that they would want me mm. to play that, uh, an Afrikaans colonel. Um, uh, but I did, and it was it was wonderful. It was like one scene. Yes, but it was a. Fabulous scene. It was a powerful scene. It was a powerful mm. scene. Yeah. Did you see me? Um, <coughs> hey? I was in that play as well. I was 13. Yes. Well, that's why we went, of course, because it, it was all about uh, you. Mm. Yes. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Serafina and 
everything that went on, Nelson Mandela and all the rest of it, were sort of background to you. To you. Yes. <laughs> it, was all, it was all about your emergence. and. Uh, In fact, things. you were Sarafina. No, I was actually Colgate the narrator of the story. Yes. But uh, I, I really wanted, to, when I auditioned, I really wanted to be Sarafina. Like yeah. honestly, honestly, but you look hot in a dress, so I understand. Thank you. So, so, um, but just to share a quick joke with Sarafina. So we, we were all still in school and stuff like that. I mean, in English, you know. So Mbongeni had a habit of changing lines immediately, or he would arrive just before the show starts and says, "So Mizi, you must say this today." Wow. So there was one scene where we we, we boycotting and we do doing, and he says, "You must say um, liberty." Um, Conquer, and then I must say perseverance, but it must be liberty, conquer, perseverance. So that night, the, 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 <laughs> it's, it happens. Now for God with perseverance. So they go, liberty, conquer, and I go, I freeze, and I go, pev. Per, <laughs> 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 I just had to share that one. I, like, I was traumatized because the word perseverance was a big word for me. It's and still the, a big word now. And when yeah. it came, and now to think of it, I said perv. Uh, <laughs> I've always been a perv. <laughs> Freud was onto something. Yes. <laughs> I can see your slip hanging out. <laughs> Let's talk about your relationship with the market theater. Because for a lot of people, the market theatre is synonymous with Barker, not Barker Haynes, with Robert Whitehead. And, well, and, and the I fact that... You're one of many. You're one, one of, of many. Many, many, many. You're one of many, but you have a relationship with the mm. market. Yes, You I know, do. it's a 40-year relationship. It is indeed, yeah. Our first work then. I was at the opening. Yes. Which was upstairs. The, the upstairs theatre was the first venue that opened in 76. Yes. The horizon above Soweto was orange that night. For a, for a student yes. uprising. Nobody came to town except the people who were coming to the market theatre. Wow. Everything was like chup still. Yes. And it was very, very cold. It was winter. And we walked through piles of bricks and cement through the foyer, had been stacked with candles in brown paper packets to mm. light the way to the upstairs. Yes. I'll never forget that. There was Barney Simon's uh, production of Chekhov's Seagull. Yes. With Vanessa Cook mm. as Nina and, well the, well, the company, because it was the company that was called the company yeah. that won the tender for the Indian fruit market and turned it into theatre. Yes, sir. And so I've worked there on and off ever since. Your thoughts in terms of the state of theatre now versus then? It is, it is, or the evolution it is of cuck theater. then, it's cuck now. It has always been cuck. It was cuck... Um, f- 4,000 years ago, 2,000 years ago. Why is it Aristophanes said it was cuck. Uh, Aeschylus said it was cuck. Shakespeare said it was absolute. (laughs) (laughs) They had nothing but trouble and censorship and aggravation and everything. So that's how it is. Um, But you keep going back for more KAK. And people who, you know, look, the theater is not for young people. Yeah. It's not for old people. It's not for everyone. It's for people who want to go to the theatre and who have been taken to the theatre and have been captivated by something about it. Mm. That makes them 
and keeps a new audience yes. and everything. And their their highs and lows. It's a circular thing, mm. isn't it? Mm. It goes round and round. Sometimes it's you know. I was uh, back in the market in the upstairs theatre with uh, Dr. John. Yes, sir, Dr. Kani. Yes, with John Carney. Yes. We go back a long way. We made a lovely, we made a, well, I think, well, it was a very successful play called Congo. Oh, you played King Leopold. Uh, the Trial of King Leopold II. Oh, yes. Yeah. And we made this two-hander play with Liletti, uh, uh, who is our director. Yeah. Um, uh, Not Liletti. Now, you've confused me now. (laughs) Liletti Jobman. It's you. It's all about you, (laughs) Simizi. Anyway, so it it was a... Soliloquy, famous, it was called, written by Mark Twain. Yes. Uh, at the height of the sort of campaign against Leopold and what he was doing in the Congo. Yeah. Which was, in fact, the first civil rights movement, as we've come to understand mm. what a civil rights movement sure. is. Um, and it was a massive genocide that happened in the Congo. Mm. 15, maybe 20 million people. He got away with it. He escaped by death. Mm, um, the easy way out. 19, yeah, died in his bed. That, bastard. Uh, bastard. Uh, in 1908, then came the First World War, mm. which was fought basically on the soil of Belgium. Yeah. Plucky little Belgium, as they used to call it. The Hun and all trenches and all that. And that wiped out, wiped out all memory. Hmm of uh, what had happened because the First World War was as, as a world war. A as we call it now, the terrible. new cycle kept turning. Uh, yes, and so um, revisiting that is is always important because um, it always upsets me that they think this little genocide was a particularly... My name is Kuda from Peter Maritzburg. Wow, wow, wow. I cannot express myself right now with Robert Whitehead in the building. With so many soapies out there, the one soapie that I have watched consistently since it came onto our screens in July of 1998 when I was 12 years old, it's Istingo. Guys, you have no idea. At home, we, ha- we have this um, thing where we always imitate Barker. Especially when he loved talking about Rajesh. The way he hated Rajesh, he'd say, Rajesh bloody Kumar. And we always have a good laugh about it. So we've got great memories about Barker. And we love him. Even after he left Isidingo, I'm still a big fan of his. And I look forward to hearing the rest of the interview. Have a great day. Barker Haynes, Robert White, the original thug. Because of him, he was a trendsetter. There's a lot of Barker Haynes in different soapies, such as Generations. You get your Taos, you get your Jacks, you get your David Gennaro's. Because of Barker Haynes, original thug. I like the way you drink your whiskey. You know, um, Barker Haynes, you just want to hate, you just want to hate the hell out of him. Then you know you have yourself a great actor there you know what that guy is a legend that guy is he was born to do this and my only wish is just to meet him one day and maybe who knows just work with him and try to absorb that knowledge that he has you know what we celebrate you and thank you fresh breakfast for celebrating him as well yeah the world loves you i love you we love you and thank you very much for bringing him fresh breakfast thank you uncle rob we we love you man thank you thank you man I'm very touched. So, 
We are about to have Uncle Robert Whitehead perform for us. We're going to do dramatic readings, if you will, of some very popular songs. Yes. Which one do you want to start with? I'm going to start because it's Women's Day. Yes. International Women's Day. It, it is. Yes. International Women's Day. So I'll start with the Beyonce, and it's called Single Ladies. A dramatic reading. The song called Single Ladies. Yes, sir. Up in the club, we just broke up. I'm doing my own little thing. You decided to dip, but now you won a trip because another brother noticed me. I'm up on him. He up on me. Don't pay him any attention because I cried my tears for three good years. You can't be mad at me. Because <laughs> if you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. <laughs> if you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. Don't be mad once you see that he wanted. If you like it, then you shouldn't have put a ring on it. <laughs> yes, indeed. Oh, oh, oh. Ladies and gentlemen, there Beyonce single ladies, a dramatic <laughs> recital. I'm exhausted. I'm emotionally drained. My Robert Whitehead. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have it in you for one more? Um. Yes. What have we got? Uh, you choose. You can have the Manhattans. We can Let's do just kiss, kiss and, say, and goodbye. say goodbye. Or Mariah Carey or hero. Or Mariah Carey hero. Somji, uh, pick, pick one. Uh, let's just kiss and say goodbye. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, the Manhattans, let's just kiss and say <laughs> goodbye. The Manhattans. A dramatic reading by Robert Whitehead. Let's just kiss and say goodbye. I had to meet you here today. There's just so many things to say. Please don't stop me till I'm through. This is something I hate to do. We've been waiting here so long. I guess what we've done oh, was wrong. Please, darling, don't you cry. Let's just kiss and say goodbye. Goodbye. Zara, 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 tang. <laughs> Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, dramatic readings <laughs> by Robert Whitehead. Before you took the Isidingo gig, yes, you talk about how you were pretty much down and out. You said, "Well, it wasn't down and out. I was just finding it a strain because I'd been a freelance, yes. a successful one, relatively as freelancers go." Yes. All my career. So sure. that was uh, 25 years already. Yes. Um, so this was a huge relief. And it, I, I was str I was just, I was directing things. I was doing things that I really liked, like yes. directing ballet, working with the choreographers. Yes, sir. Ballets and stuff like that. But there wasn't really a lot of um, money. Dosh in it. So know? when you leave 15 years of Isidingo and a paycheck, how does it affect your pocket? Badly. Take us through that, please. Well, I'm just packing my box uh, now. I've got a couple of blankets and a photograph, a headshot. Yes. And a few treasured possessions. I put the collar on my doggy. And we're about to go down to um, live under the Empire Road flyover. Yes. Yes. 
It's right between the Toyota, and there are labs in there, yes. and then on the other side there's a nice uh, garage, an engine. Yes. Where it's got a shop and everything. It's luxury. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. The, the, the engine of the Woolies. Uh, yes, yeah, engine with the Woolies and labs and everything. I think we'll be very happy down there. <laughs> but when you lose that regular income, or, no, or you decide, it is, it is hard. Or you it, decide I mean, that's what you, kept me. I would have actually left the show before. Oh, for real? It was cowardly. Yes. Because, oh, you know, one's used to the check. Yes. And it's nice having a contract, and it's nice being an old Wendy bag like me. Yes, sir. Uh, Wendy bag. Yes. Emphasis. Remember the Gale? Yes. Mm. Wendy means white, bag means man. Okay. Yeah. Being one of those. Having a gig and a contract was a, a very nice thing. So that's comfort zone. Because you know, I'm of a, of a certain age, you know. So there's a comfort. So to go back to be what I used to be for a long time, mm. it was suddenly like hard. Everybody said, oh, you'll have no problem. They'll be all over you like a rash now that you're available and everything. It's not true. Everybody wants Barker Haynes, who you keep reminding everybody about. Sorry. DJ. I apologize. Thank you. I apologize. Um, they want him to go <laughs> away yes. a bit before um, they can talk about you, to prepare to talk about casting you. But now you're back on TV on the river. Yes, I'm on the why, second series. Wh why have you taken this gig? Well, it's also because, you know, it was, it's been so successful in the first thing, and they did a very smart thing. Well, in fact, they they just did the first 12, and then that stopped, but it had proved so popular and it was so good that they have made a second one. Yes. And I just wanted to be in it. I'm in it for one episode, literally. Oh, literally just one episode? One episode. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and... Uh, I just want to be in it, mm. uh, work with those people. So, so, and I don't, and I sit down most of the time, and I don't have many lines. I mostly say order, because <laughs> I'm the judge. Order, yes. order in court. I don't say anything else that I would like to say. Do, do you ever forget? Your, do you ever forget your lines? And say, um, <laughs> no, what did you say? Perv, 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 in, perv in court. <laughs> 848, we're hanging out with the legendary Robert Whitehead. Metro FM is where you're at. Zonke taking off L-O-V-E. This is tonight. Metro FM is where you're at. We are Fresh Breakfast. Today we are celebrating International Women's Day with a surprise at 9 a.m. Please stay tuned because you don't want to miss any of it. Wrapping up our famous Fresh Fridays, we are celebrating the life and times of actor, legend, on screen, off screen, on stage, off stage, even under a bridge with a dog sometimes. Robert Whitehead is in the Metro FM building. Yes. What, what makes you angry? What really makes you angry? <laughs> what makes me angry? Yes. Well, I... I think just about everything. <laughs> Are you at that age now? I'm at that age. I just think everything is absolutely just bloody infuriating. I'm, when it's genuinely uh, horrified by the behavior of people. Yeah. And what, the, what has been going on recently, what has been brought to our attention. 
Yes. Because chances oh, are it's been happening. Violence. Oh, God. Yes. Forever. There's nothing, nothing new under the sun. Just cameras to capture at it. At all. There's just cameras to capture it. And yes. Technology to transform. To spread it, to spread it, yes. and everything, and it, it's 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 here that's desperately upsetting because this is where we live, mm. and these are our people, and yes. we're here. But it happens the whole world over, and it's just, I mean, as angry as I can get. I do wake up in the morning and thank God I'm not waking up somewhere in Syria, mm. for mm. instance, yes. or the Yemen. Always something to be grateful for. Just true. So, but it's it's very. One gets angry. I get angry at myself for being angry, like at that robot when yes. there's another somebody mm. who mm. wants something, mm. and they need it. Yeah. Or they've got a running a really good game. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll never know. It's it's anger toward myself, really. I Mm. think not at other people. Sure. Um, My mother speaks fondly of you, and she only has great things to say about you. And there's one incident that she shared, but I can't remember the details of it. Do you care to share share it Um, when? You were flying together, and you you That's swapped right. your. We were on. Um, we were on that uh, uh, Dark Tower movie. Mm. Yes, a movie called Dark Tower. We were flying back um, and, and forward to Cape Town. Yeah, and your mother, the great Mary Troller, who mm. I saw the other day. Actually. Mm. Um, oh, she's working again. She never <laughs> stopped. Sure? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was just that I was sitting in the business class, mm. and I would look around and I said, "Where's Ma-? and they just they booked at the back at the economy? Her, mm. Yes, actually, in the where I used to travel in that lavatory, cattle class, the <laughs> yes, lab at the back, yes. So then they moved her forward, and then uh, they changed the whole. What did you make them doing? move so her the forward? production changed. Yeah, oh. yeah, they he moved did. Her forward because I said to the. Stewardess, do you know who Mary Twala is? Why is she sitting back there? Oh, yeah. yeah. I said, well, she's sitting better. <laughs> you, better you better bring <laughs> her down no, front. Yes. That is. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, I mean, that is one of the advantages of, I suppose, this appalling thing they call celebrity, yes. is mm. that you can pull a bit of rank, rank when yeah. you need to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. What do you hate about your celebrity? Of everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what. What I hate about it is the celebrityishness of being what they call a celebrity. Yes, I always remember very. For, uh, keep close to my heart. Have I still got time? A quote from the, uh, a book of Ellie Weissel called uh, "Souls of Fire," and it said, um, "Because the devil is so busy and can't take care of the whole world." By himself, he relies on the services of the celebrities. Wow, 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 wow. I like that. So there we are. That's what does Robert Whitehead fear? Um, I think uh, <laughs> packing everything into a cardboard box, putting living it in under the a bridge, and living under there. <laughs> <laughs> 
But um, <coughs> we soldier on. There's yes. no retirement. There's no stop to this. And thank God in this game you don't yeah. have to as long as one can still keep going mm. and still get the work, which is uh, yeah. the wonderful thing. Because uh, I'm thinking now about going into radio, except I can't run any of this machinery. Don't stress. You don't need to run you the machinery. You always have someone. Can mm-hmm. I just like... You can yes, just sit, you can. You can just sit there and talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm th- more and more looking for a job on radio if there's anybody and out there listening. And you do have listening. a radio voice. I do. Absolutely. When last did you cry? What did you cry about? Um, oh... I don't know. And don't start now. He looks like he's going to go now. <laughs> <laughs> you sent me all. <laughs> oh, oh, God. I don't want to. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been told that you look like George Bezos? He does, now that you mention it. Think, uh, and now there is, I've known George Bezos for a number of years. Not well, yes. but we know uh, each other. You, uh, see, you, very, see, you uh, see him in the mirror. And I, I would, uh, it's, it's a character if they, I'm sure there are a number of George Bezos written into all kinds of stories, but mm. I... Would very much like to do, and you would one of them. You do, you do him well. From from your yeah. mouth to the universe, I'm sure from it'll happen. My mouth to the universe, thank you, um, Uncle Bezos. Uncle Rob. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks thank for the you, talent. Thank thanks for the memories, thank and you. thanks for being patient with us. No, waking up to lovely. come spend time with talentless people like us. Pish posh, pish posh. Okay, it's been great. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, Uncle Robert Whitehead is about to leave the building. Leaving you with a thought for today, Mm. even the talentless deserve love. True. And attention. Have a great day in spite of yourselves.